I salute you this morning in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us commence our worship by opening our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 11. Isaiah chapter 11. I did share these verses with you yesterday in the preparatory email sent to your home. I am beside myself with joy over these verses, and I hope that through reading them yesterday and reading them now, they might bless you as well. Isaiah chapter 11. I read to you the first five verses. And there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, And with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. And righteousness shall be the girdle of his loins, and faithfulness the girdle of his reins. Amen Amen and amen. Do you know this man? Do you know his name? Did he do these things? Is John 7 a fulfillment of these things? This is the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Out of the coast of Galilee, come into Jerusalem, where they sought to kill him. This is the son of David. This passage is ineffably sublime. We sing a song that says he is ineffably sublime. The Lord Jesus Christ is so beautiful, glorious, wonderful, in works, in word, in person, in character, that we cannot speak his glory. Ineffably means we cannot describe it. And so the Bible says that he is the unspeakable gift of God, and it's the unsearchable riches of Christ that God has shown us in his Son. Ineffably sublime. Last Lord's Day, I got to preach to you about the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. That was ineffably sublime. To think of the Lord Jesus Christ with the word of his mouth, able to resurrect the entire human race and their dead bodies from the graves. 
at the last day, he will raise 70 billion bodies and put them back together cell by cell instantaneously, and they'll all stand before God and give an account of their lives. He won't ask for their cooperation. The life-giving power of his voice will bring them forth. That is ineffably sublime. He could raise the dead individually. He can raise the dead collectively. He can raise the dead spiritually. He can raise the dead physically. He can resurrect any part of your life because you can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth you because he has resurrection power in him. That was ineffably sublime. But to me, this passage is no less sublime. This passage doesn't describe his resurrection power, but his wisdom and verbal ability, which we will see in John chapter 7. They're both ineffably sublime. I hope that you can say with me. You can just listen, but I hope that you believe with me. I know this man. And better yet, he knows me. I love this man. I give this man my life. My life in this world, he can take it, use it, or abuse it for his glory. My life in the world to come is his. I love this man. There is no other man like him. Every one of these clauses fills my heart and my mind with joy ineffable. I have experienced good things in life. There is no pleasure in any life or any thing in life or any person or relationship in life like there is in knowing this man. I hope you know him and love him with me. Most of the world doesn't even know what to do with Isaiah 11. They read a few verses ahead, verses 6, 7, and 8, and they think it's talking about a day when zookeepers are going to unlock the zoo and the lions are going to come out and lie down with the lambs. What a ridiculous, infantile, childish waste of Scripture to describe such an event. In comparison to David Castleberry and me, being in the same room. He's a gentleman. I'm a wild man. That's the lion lying down with the lamb. Enough said about that. They don't know what this passage is talking about. This passage is talking about the Lord Jesus Christ coming 2,000 years ago, setting his kingdom upon this earth through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and changing men's lives so that they run to him and love him and lay down their lives for his cause. That's what this passage is all about. We're going to see the fulfillment of it today in John chapter 7. It says in verse 3, the second half of it, He shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. Will he teach us that rule in John 7 and verse 24? Judge not according to appearance. Don't make superficial judgments on what you see. Look at the nature of the case and go a whole lot deeper. But judge righteous judgment, he's going to teach us today. Verse 10. And in that day, what day? The day of the Lord Jesus Christ. The day of verse 1, and there shall come forth. That's future tense to Isaiah because he wrote in 600 B.C. So it was future tense, there shall come forth. Verse 10, and in that day there shall be a root of Jesse. 
There it is again. In verse 1, it's a rod out of the stem of Jesse. Here, it's the root of Jesse, which shall stand for an ensign of the people. This is a military banner in front of an army. This is an ensign of the people. What people? The people of God, the children of God. To it shall the Gentiles seek. And that's why we are here today. We are Gentiles far from the commonwealth of Israel and outside God's covenants of promise with the people of Israel. But we are the new Israel, the Israel of covenant. We're the children of Abraham by promise. And through Jesus Christ and his rest shall be glorious. And we get to rest today in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. We Gentiles have sought him out. We have found him, he has found us, and we get to worship him in this room today. The Apostle Paul quoted this verse in Romans chapter 15 and said it was fulfilled in his time when he wrote an epistle to the Gentiles in the church of Rome in the boot of Italy 2,000 years ago. We fulfill this passage. Let us seek to that ensign today, the son of David, and glory in the King, Lord and Savior that we have. Amen. Let us pray. Holy Father, Lord of heaven, we thank thee for things innumerable. How can we number them up to thee? If we should try to count them, they are infinite. But we thank thee most and first of all for the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of David, the Son of God, God manifest in the flesh, Emmanuel. Wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the blessed and only potentate, the Bishop of our souls, the Good Shepherd, the Great Shepherd, the cornerstone of our church, the head of our church, the Apostle and High Priest of our profession. We thank Thee for Thy Son. We thank Thee for the Gospel that You sent by beautiful feet to show us and tell us unspeakable things about Him, Unbelievable things about him. Lord, we believe. Help thou our unbelief. We thank thee for the understanding of Isaiah chapter 11. We know its fulfillment took place 2,000 years ago in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ when he first appeared on this earth and set up his kingdom and all men pressed into it and the violent took it by force. And Heavenly Father, by your grace in our lives, you have turned our lives upside down to where we have fallen before thee and broken ourselves upon the rock, Christ Jesus. And we thank thee that we know also the true history of that Old Testament group, those Jews, those hateful ones of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior ground them to powder in 70 AD. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, that we have an ensign to which we might run, and we have run this morning. Lord, we are here in great desire with great anticipation, eagerly awaiting you to bless us by your Spirit, to see your Son more clearly, and to love Him more dearly, and to serve Him more faithfully. Forgive us our sins. We thank Thee, third of all, for the forgiveness of sins through the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, cleanse our hearts and our minds, wash our hands and our feet, Purify our lips with a coal taken from off the altar before thy presence. For we are a people of unclean lips, and we dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. But our eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts, and we love to hear about his holiness. Lord, make us holy. 
in body, soul, and spirit. We thank Thee for the gift of the Holy Spirit that inhabits the church. He dwells with us, among us, forever. He's in us individually. He's in us corporately. Oh Lord, forgive us if we have grieved or quenched Him this past week and restore unto us the joy of our salvation. Quicken us with His mighty power. Awake us from sleep and raise us from practical deadness. Lift us up, O Lord, in the Spirit, that we might see the things of Christ and pursue them with all our might, and that the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the glorious light of His glory and grace. We pray this prayer, this blessing on every church of saints throughout the world that seeks to worship thee in spirit and in truth. For every minister that calls upon thee in sincerity and in truth, bless him this day. For every one of your sheep scattered abroad, many without a flock, bless them, O Lord, by your means. Heavenly Father, we pray for our nation that you'll preserve it, forgive it its terrible sins. We thank you for our rulers. We pray that you will guide them, bless them, protect them, empower them. Heavenly Father, grant them to legislate and to enforce those laws that would protect thy children in the midst of this nation. Preserve and keep us. O Lord, let the righteous repent of their sins and follow hard after thee, that you might save this Sodom and Gomorrah by the righteous souls within it. Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to be like our brother David. We want to love the habitation of thy house. We want to seek after only one thing and to desire it, and that is to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of our lives. Heavenly Father, to behold the beauty of the Lord. Show us your beauty today. We have already seen the beauty of thy Son, the Lord Jesus, in this passage before us. Lord, show it to us more plainly that we might rejoice in it more greatly. We thank thee for thy Son. I thank thee for such a man. I thank thee for such a king. I thank thee for such a savior. I thank thee for such a brother and friend who's not ashamed to call us brethren. Oh Lord, let us love one another today as he loved us. If he could stoop to us, then certainly we can raise ourselves to love one another. For there's no one in here to which we have to lower ourselves. Have mercy upon us. Heavenly Father, be with us now. Let the words of our mouths, the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Receive our worship. We gladly give it to thee with fervent, loving hearts, with attentive, eager minds. We will now voice words in songs and hymns and psalms to thee. Be with us. Bless us. Sanctify us through Jesus Christ our Lord. In Jesus' glorious name, amen.